Welcome to the Deep End Podcast. I'm Jane Mills. Each week I interview a person who swims at a public pool to find out a little about their lives. In essence, it's a look behind the goggles. You can find interview details, show notes and subscribe to this podcast on my website www.thedeependpodcast.com.au My guest for this episode is Aaron Tenabel. In this sometimes noisy chat, Aaron talks about his career in sport. From a young man in the Australian national swimming team to a coaching career and his current role in sports administration. Aaron shares his insights into his varied world of sport. So I have to ask you, you're obviously swimming, are you a morning, afternoon or evening swimmer? Um, I'm probably either morning or afternoon. Um, and I'm sitting on the fence because I used to be a competitive swimmer and getting up early in the morning was you know, stock standard really. As I've gotten older and I'm no longer competing, um, I enjoy my sleeping, so the afternoon. Mornings, there's people here at 6am, 5.45am, which is, you know, that's, that's sleeping time. Correct. <laughs> it's, it's more your, your hardcore athletes that are either training for something in particular or those that are really keen want to get some exercise in before they hit the uh, hit the office. Yeah. So how so how many times would you do your afternoon swims then each week? Uh, look, I'm trying to get three swims in a week. Um, I've had a bad back recently, so that's kind of stopped any progress that I have. I've only gotten back into the swing of things um, probably last week actually. So. Um, I'm not swimming anywhere near as far as I as I was previously. I'm just building things back up again. But it was very nice to get back into the pool. Yeah, uh, there's you nothing miss worse it. than sitting around with a with a busted back and not being able to do anything. And there's, you know, it, it's summer. <laughs> you much prefer to be in the pool. Making um, the most of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, no, just glad to be back and and getting something done. So you mentioned that you used to swim. A lot more often, and in doing those morning swims, yep. what was that for? Um, well, I was quite a decent swimmer. I made the Australian team when I, when I was a, <laughs> when I was a kid. So, um, yeah, I was quite serious with my swimming, and you know, probably at that professional level where you you're earning a little bit of money through various events and that type of thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, I trained down at the Melbourne Big Centre Swimming Club and you know, we'd be training you know, 10, 12 times a week in the pool um, and then you know, you'd be doing your dry land work on top of that. So mm. that was yeah, very much all was in. That, was that pool along the side of the Yarra? Yeah, that was the Old State Swim Centre. Yeah, um, I think I remember even going Batman there. Avenue. Mm. Um, and then, obviously, once the new facility was built down at Albert Park, the Melbourne Sports and Aquatic Centre, the club moved from there in Batman Avenue down to Albert Park. So, yeah, I remember yeah. that space. Yeah, it was. Um, look, it was a great pool. It was very fast, but uh, you know, it surrounds and everything Horrible were well facilities. and truly outdated. <laughs> um, hence the investment in a new one. Yeah. But uh, no, it was a lot of fun. 
Yeah. And how old were you when you were doing that? Um, at that time, I was, what, uh, 19, 19, okay. 20, 21. Around that time, I finished competitive swimming when I was 23. So mm-hmm. you know, my shoulders started to pack it in, and I, funnily enough, had a lower back injury, which kind of... Um, it wasn't so much it stopped me like I obviously recovered from a back injury but it was just the fact that it was six or seven months out of the pool waiting for it to heal and when you're trying to get to a certain level um, and you're regressing and there's a lot of work that you need to do to get back to where you originally were Mm. and then you need to increase that load again in order to get better it was just uh, I just felt at that particular time it was towards the end of my career I was getting pretty old Hadn't necessarily worked a day in my life. <laughs> I'd been an athlete. Um, I just didn't think, you know, I had another 18 months to two years to get where I wanted to go. So right. I decided to pull the pin. Yeah. Anyway, but the, but you, at least you you've come back to swimming now and you're enjoying it. Yep. When you um started swimming, tell me about that. That when you actually like started to learn to swim and got involved in <laughs> school swimming. Yeah, it's um, my first swimming lesson was a was a disaster. So to give you some background, my mum was a state level swimmer, um, right. and obviously took me down to the pool for my first swimming lesson. I think I might have been five, and being a stupid little kid, I didn't listen listen to anything the instructor was telling me. So as punishment. She left me out in the middle of the pool and I proceeded to scream my lungs out for half an hour <laughs> and that was Sounds great. yeah that was my first swimming lesson and I hated it um, and then didn't go back to the pool after that uh, for about two years and, and obviously mum's background she was doing some uh, learn to swim teaching oh, okay. uh, to earn some money um, and obviously with her background in swimming as well she took me down and, and taught her taught me herself Right. And then that's when I started to go through the learn to swim levels, um, and I took to that rather quickly, and I tended to race through that very, very quickly. Mm. Um, probably within you know six to eight months, I was through all the levels that you could do, and I was swimming at squad level. Um, and then the the instructor that was there, who knew my mum, who was looking after the squad, said, "Look, you know, Aaron's pretty good." And, um, uh, take him down to the Geelong Swimming Club if he's right. interested. And that's how it started. So obviously mum with her background knew what that meant, went down and swam the first competition down at Geelong Swimming Club and started getting into squad training and it just went from there. I became obsessed. So she was pretty pleased with that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I think she was just happy I could swim. But uh, when she started getting up at five or 4.30 in the morning later on, she's probably regretting it. But That's right. Yeah. So so your mum swam in the 60s, was that correct, or 70s? I don't really know. I, I know there's a couple of pictures of her on a Victorian team standing next to Dawn Fraser. Wow. Yeah, so I don't recall the year or years that she was swimming, but mm-hmm. you know, she used to train down there at uh, down in Geelong, uh, down along the, the Esplanade there. Mm. Um, out in the sea or up and down the Bowen River oh, back in the, the day. And the Bowen River. Yeah, oh, that's delightful. exactly right. So, um, yeah, she's got some pretty good stories of uh, some of the training sessions and things that she used to do when she was a kid. Wow, mm. that's pretty full on. I know that there's extreme you know, swimmers who do things like swim around Manhattan Island 
which is kind of creeps me right out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's not my forte. I was a sprint swimmer, so yeah, know, okay. Two laps was probably the furthest I'd prefer to go at full pelt. Two laps. Two laps. That was it. Preferably <laughs> one. Up and back. Up and back. So you know, I'll lap around Manhattan Island's not my cup of tea either. No, no. You left the pool at about 25, and then you decided to. Um, continue working in sport, is that correct? Yeah, so I'd spent so much time in the pool, I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do, because I always thought that I'd be this great swimmer and I'd be able to make a living out of it, it never really eventuated, so I got into coaching. Oh, um, right. And that was simply because, you know, I had a lot of knowledge from the amount of time I put in being the best I could be as as an athlete. And then obviously, um, as I got a little bit older and towards the end of my career, my coach encouraged me to get into coaching as well. Mm -hmm. So it just seemed to be a a good fit. Um, I started coaching, I coached for about six or seven years, uh, and then decided to move away from swimming but still love sport. Um, I was a bit of a sport junkie, like, you know, just because I swam it wasn't the only thing I was interested in. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed my AFL, my rugby league. Um, golf, you know, basketball, anything, anything sport related. Yep. So I knew I wanted to stay within the industry because uh, that's where my passion lied and it was just a matter of then just finding an opportunity to, to get my foot in the door and go from, go right. from there. Oh, good. So did you coach at a particular pool or for a school or...? Yeah, well I coached with my old club, so that was down at the Sports and Aquatic Centre at Melbourne mm-hmm. Big Centre and I was there for probably two and a bit years. And then I moved to Newcastle to coach up at the University of Newcastle. And, um, you know, I spent a good four years up there. Um, I was an assistant coach for the for half of that stint, and then I became head coach. Um, oh, right. And, and looked after, I think we had a team of around 60 athletes. We had 20 juniors and 40 senior athletes. Um, and that was very much, that was full on. Yeah, yeah, sounds pretty fun though. It was, it was a lot of fun. You know, it's always great working with people who are very driven and proactive mm. and want to achieve something. But um, these students were actual academic students but with swimming on the side or they were athletic? Like a combination of both. So the, the program was based at the University of Newcastle and we did have uh, university students um, who were studying and also, you know, swimming. But we also had a community program, so it was open to anyone within the Newcastle area to come and um, try oh, okay. out for the squad. Mm-hmm. And if they met the standards that we'd set, then obviously they could come and train with us. Yeah, well, that sounds really good. And now you're still working in sport industry? Yeah, still working in the sport industry. So I'm with gymnastics at the moment, um, and that's in a facilities role. Water gymnastics? <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of funny. Like I'm getting a little bit older now. I'm lucky to touch my toes. <laughs> I'm working in, gym, in gymnastics, and they're all rather small. And for those people who can't see me through the microphone, I'm a six-foot-three bald bloke. So, yeah, I, I look like Andre the Giant to the locals. <laughs> Um, but Tiny yeah, it's a lot of fun. Girls. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's a lot of fun. Um, the skills that they have are, are amazing when you sit down and you watch. Um, it's a great industry to be part of. They're all very proactive and know the, the benefits of fundamental movement skills, mm. um, which is you know, the basis for all other activities. So 
uh, as well as swimming, obviously, being a, a survival skill. Yeah. Um, you know, doing gymnastics as a fundamental movement skill to do other forms of activity, whether it be swimming or any dry land activity, is a yeah, is a great pathway. So yeah, the gymnastics and diving kind of complement each other. Don't yeah, they? that's exactly right. So the gymnastics mm. component, diving, uh, you'll notice with the Winter Olympics gone, that quite a few of our aerial skiers have got a background in gymnastics yeah, as well. Yeah, that's so right. There's many crossovers. I've only started getting back into swimming maybe about two, maybe three years ago now. Okay. Um, and so the the expectation and the standards shifted a little bit. I actually enjoy it for what it is as opposed to being really hard on myself about workouts and swimming up and down at certain times and that type of thing. So, yeah, for me it's, it's more around relaxation. It's good cardio. I enjoy the atmosphere, particularly swimming in the outdoor pools with the sun out. Mm. But yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic workout. Exercises every muscle in your body. It's great for cardiovascular fitness, great for your lung capacity, um, and great for your mental health, I find. Yeah, uh, the mental know, health aspect. You just be able to aspect. get in and, and switch off and then just concentrate on you know, getting from point A to point B, you know, working on, on your technique as you're doing it. I mm. think that's a real... Um, a real benefit of the sport that most people overlook when they start talking about um, not only swimming but why they play sport. Mm. So I think it's um, all kind of sport has that that mental component to it, where it's uh, you know it's almost like cathartic to a certain degree. You know you you forget everything that's going on around you and you're just solely focused on playing the game or the enjoyment of the game or you know getting the best out of yourself that's the real attractiveness of, of sport I think yeah that's good because also I mean you can go to the gym and have that similar type of thing but I guess when you're working towards a, a result or you're competing within a game then your focus is much sharper and therefore you aren't thinking about what you're going to be making for dinner or what that person said to you last week that annoyed you and things like that. Yeah, I think the the thing with swimming too is because you're in the water, um, all the outside noise and distraction goes away because it's in the water. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's so, chatting. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, you can go into a, into a gym and, you know, the music's pumping and there's loud banging and all that kind of stuff and it while you're there and you're actually getting the endorphins going and you're having a good workout, etc., it's it's kind of hard to almost switch off to a certain degree because of all of that external noise. Mm, yeah. Whereas when you dive into a pool, as I said, all that outside noise disappears rather quickly. Um, and then you can just focus on what you want to do, be in the moment, enjoy what you're doing. Yeah, that's fantastic. So is there any um, swimming coaching on the horizon for you, do you think? No, not not really. I, if I've got friends that are looking to get into swimming and they know my background and they approach me and say, look, you know, can you help me out with my swimming? I'm more than happy to do that. But yep. as for you know, going out of my way and advertising services and getting back into full-time coaching, no. Yeah, Not it's a big responsibility, anyway. isn't it, really? Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, particularly if the, the person who's asking for your coaching is... You know, pretty serious on what mm. they want to do. You've got to honour their commitment with your own. Yeah, that's right. Um, and if your heart's not in it, then you, you need to be upfront and honest with them and just say, "Look, I'm not. That's not where I'm at." Yeah. 
Yeah, it's really interesting to hear your story on swimming and where it's taken you because I guess when you're just a 17-year-old kid winning a few races, you wouldn't have thought that you could make a career out of working in swimming and sport. No, that's exactly right. And I mean, you know, I have the conversation with, I've got a niece and nephew who are kind of getting towards that age now where they're, they're looking at what they want to do when they, when they grow up. And the thing I always tell them is to, to follow what their passion is. And, mm. and somehow, some way, you'll find a, a path. Yeah. And, you know, that's exactly what happened to me. So, you know, my, my passion was swimming and it gave me a pathway and an opportunity into sports administration and I've essentially been doing that my whole life. So, there you go. That's great. Oh, well then, Aaron, well, thanks very much for your time today and um, really great insight into the world of Aaron and swimming. My pleasure. Thanks for the invite. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, more background info and previous episodes are available on my website. Go to www the deep end podcast dot com dot au